I can't move in my coffin. Arms stuck to my sides, legs straight beneath me, toes pointed at 90 degrees, glass mere centimeters from my nose. Beyond that, black, trapped and unable to do a damn thing about it. Whenever the panic comes like an overwhelming wave, I do as Ophira taught me. I take a deep breath and blow it out slowly. Of course, then I think of how I have at most 15 minutes of air inside the cryo chamber, and that makes the anxiety and my breathing heavier. Now, it's more tempting than ever to rely on my implant to erase my emotions. But for the mission, I need to be able to feel. If Ophira can do this, so can I. Cold burning my lungs, muscles seizing as they reawaken, eyes adjusting from bright white lights to a hard face. A voice calls my name. Ophira. No, not me. Ophira's memories that I haven't let go of after we shared thoughts through her faulty neural implant. They're recalled more easily now than ever. A chamber just like this was her tomb. The icebox they locked her in whenever she finished her assigned missions. Only now, we're both being wheeled into Valakira Lab's R&D facility in cryo chambers. Though we're fully awake. That's different, at least. We had concerns with Hemlock's plan, but we realized its brilliance at the same time. We couldn't disappear without putting Sorrel at risk, and there was no way we could fight our way into the labs, get what we came for, and fight our way out. The odds were too overwhelming. So, during our trip from Ceres to Mercury, we fabricated false reports for command, tales of Gaean patrols that necessitated longer routes. Between the current rotation of planets and the speed of the retrofitted grasshopper, we bought ourselves four weeks. They expected us to return to Cytheria, but at the end of those four weeks, we landed on Spiro, where Hemlock had empty cryopods and Aster agents at the ready. Each pod had an encrypted ID tag corresponding to the person to be delivered to the lab, only we would be taking their place. As I crawled into the pod, I wondered, but couldn't bring myself to ask, what they'd done with the bodies. The air is thin now, my breathing short. My legs cramp, aching to bend, but I don't move, even for relief. It's only been about ten minutes, not long enough for us to reach the inner labs. There's no telling our location when I can't see out of the black canvas bag they have the chambers wrapped in. Instead of the mission, I think of the sea, the rolling of the waves as they wash in and out, brushing against the sand. A comforting thought, and one that settled me when I was a child watching holovids until I fell asleep. As if I summon the sea itself, the pod around me hisses spraying a wet mist over me. I suck in a sharp breath at the cold, only to hear it as a wheeze. The air is too thin. I can't fill my lungs. Something even colder hits me, first on my sides, then pooling at my lower back. And while my muscles stiffen in response, 
I have nowhere I can move to get away from the liquid. Shit. The damn cryo chamber has turned on. More frigid fluid pours into my pod, and I can't get away from it. There's nowhere for me to go. I suck in my last breath, knowing I may never wake again. I sink into the liquid, letting it arrest the blood in my veins, my heart. No, I'm not calm. I'm not Ophira, and these are not my memories. The sludge quickly fills the small space as I gasp for air and find none. It's being pumped out as the liquid comes in. Instinct kicks in, and I try to take one last breath before I'm submerged. But there's no air. No air at all. And the icy solution, thick and stinging, rushes up over my head. I fight not to breathe it in, not to suck it into my lungs. I can't hold on. I can't. I breathe in the liquid, freezing me from the inside out. My thoughts turn sluggish, ice crawling across my skin, stilling motor functions. This feels like death. Am I dying? Then even that thought is lost. <laughs>